Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Introducing your new future former Cleveland Browns head coach, Hugh Jackson. Take a bow, Hugh. You won't be there very long. Enjoy the show. Yes! Hey, welcome back to What's the Mother Wannabes. You got Alan. And Ryan. And as you know, we went through 40 bowls in 40 minutes, and then we forgot to do, well, the playoffs and the national championship, but for good reason. Um, namely, I had to travel. Yes. And someone else had to go hunt last weekend. Mm-hmm. So uh, the good news of my trip that involves sports, besides cleaning out the sports books, was Beardo, Johnny Football has a new name, which you probably saw some of this story. But I'm in the cab, and the cab driver, oh, you're from Texas. Yeah, well, you heard about Johnny Vegas, right? And I was like, no. And I was apparently, you know, Johnny was sitting there, Johnny Football, playing at the casino. Thought he was going to get his uh, bill comped, and apparently the dealers or, you know, the receptionists are like, no, you've got to pay for this that you're drinking at the bar. And uh, that's when they all of a sudden realized that in their mist, underneath a fake mustache and blonde wig was Johnny Manziel. Yeah, you know the best part of the story is neither he it's- nor anyone in this quote-unquote entourage had cash. Oh, yeah, because they thought it'd be comped, and that was like, really? Yeah. What have you done in the past two years? Well, and my gosh, because there's no places to acquire cash in a casino. No, there's very few ATMs. There's no ATMs. There's no, you know, there's, you can, you can go to the men's room and acquire cash if it's (laughs) legal through any means in Vegas. Like, basically, as long as you're awake. You can do anything in Vegas. You try to sleep, that's when the cops sh- come in. As I've also can attest to of watching somebody do several illegal things, be okay with. They fall asleep in the sports book, all of a sudden cops show up. Yeah. So God forbid. Well, I'll tell you, the best thing about this is, first off, just general Aggie fan has to be going, God damn it. Come on, dude. And, you know, (laughs) just on on a number of levels. But the the best part of this whole thing is Johnny Vegas. Yeah, it's original. Like, are you kidding me? Like, (laughs) a a famous Oklahoma Sooner would do 10 times better than that. You're probably right. But what's great is, you know, he trademarked, you know, Johnny football and, uh, I was selling the T-shirts. There were some unlicensed, untrademarked T-shirts that were available throughout the strip in some of the T-shirt stores. So you should have bought one of every one of them and then eBay them. Pass them out to our listeners, and then eBay them in like three months when he does the next jackass thing that he's going to do. When Jerry signs them to the Cowboys, yeah, look, I, I, I gotta, I, I have to believe that won't happen. 
I have, I, I, with Jerry, you just never know, but yeah, I mean, I, I, he's, he's, he's kind of, he's screwed up this quarterback situation beyond repair, but you know, there was a stretch for about a year and a half there with a couple of drafts. They, I mean, Hey, that line, no, that line still looks great. Des is a basket case, but he's phenomenal on the field. Yeah, You know, you've got, and he's not like defense. shooting, he's not shooting people and like driving drunk. No, he's not. And I mean, let's be honest. I've been on the ball on this one for two years now that I said that that defense was held together by duct tape and outperformed itself last year. And that's certainly what happened. Uh, I'm surprised there hasn't been more firings, but it's Jerry. He just doesn't seem to fire people unless you're named Dave Campo. Let let me tell you something. If they had a quarterback worth a shit, you know, and, and Romo is worth a shit. He's just bang. He's just broken. And yep. he, he will always be broken. I, th- that guy, I, my, my bold quote-unquote prediction is he'll never play a 16-game season again. I, I tend to agree with never. you. With a, uh, with a back that's 10 times worse than mine and doing something that takes about 100 times more uh, physical effort than my job, I can't imagine how he does it. So, anyway, one of the things that we missed, you know, we missed the uh, New Year's Eve semifinals, which, quite honestly, the first half, maybe the first three quarters of that OU game, I thought were pretty entertaining. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that was the. I mean, that was the best one. Uh, yeah, and, you know, and, by by far. But you know, I, I'll tell you, you know, just generally speaking, the semifinal and the championship game, you know, it, it, you know, p- people kind of, I don't want to say discounted, but you know, there was a lot of Clemson's good, but and that but was completely erased. Uh, yeah, and I think part of it, you know, I've seen a lot of writers and. Um, you know, I know you haven't gotten some texts, but um, I'll tell you something off the air that was pretty funny. But, um, you know, everybody is piling on the fact that you uh, thank you, Windows, for telling me I need some updates. That's good. Um, you know, saying that because viewership was down so bad that, you know, it's proof that this New Year's concept doesn't work and everything else. I'm like, you know. Maybe it's just that I'm an old fart, but I was actually looking forward to being at home or being at someone's house, knowing that every house, you know, any party that I would have gone to would have had this game on. Yeah. Games on. What else were you going to do? Watch, you know, New Year's Rock and Eve? No, it gave you something to watch. And I think that, you know, part of it is due to the fact that, look, that semifinal game against, you know, Bama against Michigan State was over so quickly. Yeah. People just turned the channel and went somewhere else. Well, and the, the, the funny thing, I was going to say, I'm sorry. The funny thing is, is that if it were reversed and Michigan State was doing that to Alabama, it would be, oh, it would be. far more intriguing. Yes, absolutely. Um, but then, you know, you're still seeing some ratings fall off, uh, you know, from this game, which I, I have no explanation for, except for the fact that, you know, I think there may be some burnout on Bama. I mean, I threw my money on them just assuming that they'd win this. And if that, I'm guessing second team defense or, you know, I think some people were just shutting it down. That game was, a you know, a lot further. They covered the spread, let's say. It was a 12-point, 13-point win by Bama if Clemson didn't come down and score. Mm-hmm. But regardless, it was a hell of a game. And I think it goes back to we're in advertising and marketing. 
Nielsen is obviously broken, but we're not going to cover that here. Let's talk about the game. I thought Clemson just really, as you said, proved that they belonged there in you know, no questionable way at all. I mean, they came out. That freaking kid, uh, Renfro. Yeah, that dude's just uh, walk-on. Yeah. Well, was he a walk-on or former walk-on? It sounded like he was a former um, walk-on that earned a scholarship. Yeah, yeah, y- yes, yeah. I mean, my, my point is he made it into the college football arena by walking on. Okay. And then Deshaun Watson, you know, having a hell of a game. He's like, I mean, it, it, you heard it obnoxiously so during the game, but he's he, he really is like he reminds me of Vince, but a better passer. A, a far uh, better passer. I'd give you that. A far better I'd passer. Um, I, I, he's more accurate. He's sharper with it. But, um, you know, Vince just was able to – people were able to get wide open because you got to cover so many weapons. But nevertheless, the uh, Deshaun Watson, I mean, to think that guy's a true sophomore, uh, man, he, he could go pro right now if he wanted to. Uh, oh, absolutely. And, uh, absolutely. But they – you know, I, I think what was interesting about this game is – um, you know, kind of a couple of things I took away from it was is as evenly matched as it was. And both teams played well, like both teams oh, yeah. executed well. I mean, Alabama, and you can say what you will about the fact that uh, Clemson went down and scored with, you know, less than 15 seconds left in the game in a meaning, quote unquote, meaningless. Oh, I said quite a few things. Don't worry. About yeah. It. But, you know, and, and what, you know, the non, um, you know, non Vegas type might say is a meaningless score. But I think it, it made a point that they can go down and move the ball and score in high pressure situations. And, you know, did Bama, were they playing the tightest they could? No. But I, I think at the end of the day, what I'm getting at is this game was literally like three to five plays from being the other way. And, oh, yeah. and I, mean, I mean, if you look at that, that fourth quarter where Bama puts up 24 points, I mean, even though they forgot to put him on the bus, that I think shows you, you know, Lane Kiffin's value. Yeah. Uh, it also shows that a guy that I think for the most part, you know, I think of Nick Saban as being old school, very conservative coach. But to come out and do that onsides, and I mean execute an onsides, I think that was better than the Saints onsides in the Super Bowl, to be quite honest yeah. with you, because it just looks so pretty. Well, it was, it, it was, and the, um, I, I, it, it was interesting because I, it, it's funny you say that because the plays that I look at are the interception. Yep. The only turnover of the game. Uh, Watson's interception that was, you know, had two more pounds of pressure behind that throw. And that's a perfectly thrown ball, whether it's caught or not, who knows, but it ain't picked off. Um, the kickoff return for a touchdown and the onside kick, two of those three plays go a different way. And we're talking about a big upset here and a great win by Clemson. Yeah, two, two of those uh, three. One, one, of the, one of the plays that actually, I think, cancels out one of those, which is not a scoring play, but just showed just how loaded. And this is actually something I heard on the radio here. It's like, you know, this is when we poo-poo recruiting, you know, in February. This is why some of these teams get like this, especially Bama, is they are so deep at all positions. O.J. Right, right, right. Howard is a tight end. His big, huge run, or it's not a run, I'm sorry. It was, you know, the pass out in the flat, the double screen, 
where he goes, I mean, just because he slows down because, you know, he's a tight end, I guess, that was a 40 or 50-yard, you know, pass that set them up for another one of their touchdowns. That play and the Henry 50-yard TD, I guess, in maybe the second quarter, where you saw it, you know, the first run, it was. I think they called the same play twice, and Clemson ran a all-out blitz, and he hit that. There wasn't even a second level. No, the line you're right. Were in. He, they were right up front. He had, you know, I, I'll tell you, I and, and, and I'll say what you, you know, I'll, I'll go back to my three plays. I'll give you those two plays all day long because in a game like that, to great offensive teams, you're going to give up big plays. It's just going to happen. Um, yep. But you can't turn the ball over, and you sure as shit can't get killed on special teams like that. No, you can't. And you that's, can't. I mean, that, and, and that tells you how important it is. And, you know, when, when it was, it was interesting, Davo Sweeney in the, in the post game show, this, the, you know, he was obviously upset, but very collected and calm and was extremely matter of fact about, we will be back. And if you look at, you know, they might lose some juniors and I sure as hell wouldn't blame them if they did. I mean, if the juniors left, but it, it, we'll, we'll see what happens after, you know, the, the deadline for that. But let's just say all those juniors, underclassmen starters come back or too deep are the starters at 17 to 22 coming back. Yeah. I mean, that that will be a hell of a run. that will be a team on a mission right there. And I'll tell you what, it's only going to compound their recruiting abilities if they repeat and do the same thing next year. And what they open against Auburn next year. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that'll be. I mean, opening weekend next weekend or next it's, year. We've got a ways to get here. So, it's, well, and it, and I'll just it's insane. This, foreshadowing for what two hundred and forty days away because it started the season two hundred fifty days, whatever. Um, it's a humdinger opening weekend, <laughs> and, and I'm not kidding. I'm, and you don't use that term lightly, yeah, or often. Thank God. Uh, I'll tell you what, though, I, I just enjoyed, you know, this was a good game. It was a personal crappy ending, but hey, this was, you know, I've seen it compared with another crappy ending for me was UT over USC. It was compared with Miami, Ohio State, yeah. which I'm fine with. Uh, I think it ranked right up there. And, you know, I think this is actually starting to get, you know, I don't know how the Super Bowl does it because, I can't blame Nielsen, you know, and the ratings saying this is down and the NFL's ratings are through the roof. All the TVs are on, whatever. Um, I like the playoffs. I think it needs some tweaking. Um, and if you're telling me that we need to protect the sanctity of the bowl era, uh, I'm still going to disagree with it because you're right. It does show me that watching Utah and, you know, BYU play or Ohio against Appalachian State, those are minimized because of the playoffs. You're damn right it's minimized. Yeah. The game's always been minimized. Yeah, I'll tell you what. I, I couldn't agree more. And the way that I looked at it this year is I was actually more excited about the – I mean, I was more – I was very excited about the uh, semifinals and the yeah. way that they fell this year. And, you know, they, they didn't pan out. But, you know, that's sports. That happens. But, um, but I'll tell you, I, my mindset of is, oh, I can't wait to watch those games – Oh, but there's a couple of other good games that I might catch here. Like, I don't watch the other bowl games as or try to tune in for them as religiously as I have in the past. Uh, you know, and there's probably a couple of other functions of that as well. But it, it was interesting because this year was the same year of like, ooh, gosh, I can't wait for the semifinal games. I'm super pumped about this. Ooh, this looks like a good game. I might try and catch this. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, and if you're going to tell me that, uh, you know, again, the ratings for the Rose Bowl were down, and you know why? It's because Iowa got pounded. I mean, talking to people, as we know, that were there, that were cheering for Iowa, it's like, well, I guess we're not going to go anywhere. We're sitting here, you know, in beautiful weather, or we could go back to Iowa. I mean, that was just a whipping, and, you know, Stanford proved that maybe they had been overlooked a little bit. If this was a six-team playoff, I, I I don't think there's any question at all. And I like the six-team. I don't think going to eight teams. I think you can only go to eight teams if you go to the four power sixteen. Very much like our our playoffs in fantasy that one and two get a bye, and then yeah. three and yeah. you know, everybody else plays their way in, just like NFL. It's NFL model. Six teams is yeah. the way to go. You get the two best teams get a bye. Absolutely, eight teams is too much. You you can't do eight teams unless you have. And to me. Four 16-team conferences. If you have that, then you can go to an 18. But until then, and I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon, go to 16. There's no question Ohio State and Stanford would have been, um, I think, five and six in that in that thing and, and would have made it a hell of a lot more interesting. Well, it's, if you had six teams this year, you may have still had the tide in it. You know, uh, if, you know, again, I've read this way too much this week that if, uh, that Arkansas Ole Miss game had just gone without that fluke play, uh, then Alabama's not even in it until you go to six and they get in it yeah. and do what they do. Wow. But talking about improbable and, you know, wanting to maintain the, you know, real season and all that stuff and big 12 breaking news. Well, I, I, I'm kind of disappointed. I, I didn't know who we were going to add, but I want us to get back to 12. I'll be honest with you. Well, I'll, I just don't know who the hell we'd add, to be honest. Yeah, that's just my biggest problem with well, this. Well, I'll tell you what, what what I'm hearing down here, which you can take it for what you will, um, on the local shows. The um, <clears throat> Let me say two things real quick, because I had these things written down, and I can't believe I didn't say them. About, right. about Alabama real quick. Number one, Coker is not a fraction as good of a quarterback as his numbers represented in that ball game. Um, There's no way I'm taking that guy, picking any team anyway at all. Uh, Derrick Henry's an absolutely great running back, great, great running back. Um, He won't last three years in the NFL. I'm going to disagree with you there. I think, I mean, granted, running backs, you know, the injury bug scares me, but looking at that beast and what he can do, and I know we've seen a lot of beasts come out. Um, I would love to see him, you know, where the Cowboys are picking. If you have Derrick Henry behind that line and then you get to spill him with McFadden, uh, I think that's a great first-round pick for them. If, I think he could be phenomenal. If they don't take a quarterback, they're fucking stupid and they're digging their graves for the next three years. They can't, I, if they, they can't take a quarterback with that first-round pick. We can talk about this in yeah. April. Anyway, we'll I, I, and, and, and let me just say, I'm not taking anything away from Derrick Henry. I'm saying is he has been worked like a rented mule, more so than a lot of other similar-type running backs in recent years. He had In the last two games, he's had like 90 carries. So he had 36 carries in this game. Um, it, last three, not not two games, obviously. Uh, like, yeah, to thirty six in this. Yeah, so he he's my point is he's been worked like crazy, and he's also been playing against, and he is a physical. He's a big dude, big 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 dude, um, and uh, 
he, uh, I, I just, I, I think like you said, it's the wear and tear on the running back body. I think he's taken more than the average running back coming out of college, like, like your Todd Gurley, your Melvin Gordon. And I think he's going to get in there and he's going to realize that he ain't going to be playing a class. You know, when you compare the offensive line that Alabama had to the defenses, they, you know, to the offensive line, he's likely going to be playing behind and the defense is going to be playing against. He's, it, it's not a knock on him. It's just, he's going to, well, yeah, you're going to Alabama where you've got studs across the board to the NFL where, yes, you sell, you have studs against the board, but against, you know, across the board, but the stud on the other side might be three times better than, you know, the guy blocking him. Yeah. And, um, you know, I do think that, hey, if you don't want to take him early and you want to let somebody in the high 20s take him who does have a good line, well, I mean, I'm sure anybody would be thrilled to take him. Um, I, well, it'll be curious to see because I know right now conventional wisdom is don't touch a running back in the first round. Great. Let him fall to, you know, some other ones that we'll get to who are going to be drafting around there. Just not at number four. Yeah. You, you can't take him at number four. Well, hopefully they'll trade out those yes. picks. But, yes. all right, back to the Big 12. Um, yes. I want us to expand. I want to get back to 12. You know, I made fun of the Big 10 for years for having more than 10 teams in there. Made fun of them for not having a championship game. And then all of a sudden, you know, they've got 14 teams and they have a championship game. We'd lose teams purely out of greed on everybody's part. I can't fully blame it on UT anymore. And pride, a little bit of pride. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's. Um, I think it really, you know, hurts us that we don't have a championship. Well, now we're going to have one because there's only three games that are scheduled for that final weekend next year that you can easily move and say it's for the greater good of the conference. What I don't like is that we still will play a round-robin schedule, and then what you could have is, you know, that TCU-Baylor of two years ago situation that they played, they had a great game, and then no one had the balls to say who won or whatever, even though it clearly said on the scoreboard. So then now they will be playing again. Couldn't you, in theory, have a three-team scenario just like that? Uh, we, we, we did it in the Big 12. The Big 12 yes, is you can, you can easily do it. And so then you'll have to have the, you know, what who's the highest in the polls or the first two that get in and the third one's left out and – if the second one beats the first one, then does the third one jump? The, I, you know, I just – having a championship game does give you many challenges. I think it's very important that we have one, though, if everybody else does. Having the Big 12, you know, like this year not be – or the past two years not really having major games on that day or like two years ago, you know, TCU season was done at – 130, and then you had Ohio State come out and just blow the doors off of uh, whoever it was that they killed that year. Was that who they killed Nebraska? in the bowl? Was that it? Yeah, I think it was like yeah. 70 to nothing over Nebraska or something. Well, they, yeah, they just killed whoever they got matched up against. Or Wisconsin. Yeah, either way, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was Wisconsin. It was Wisconsin. Yeah. Nebraska's only won nine games for like five years. Yeah. Uh, so – you know, I think it's good for us. I think that uh, expansion would have been better, and I think it's short-sighted for us to not push for that. But, hell, at least we got a championship game, and we're on equal ground. Uh, I don't really think that 
the the Heisman. I saw some people saying, you know, that um, what's his name, Mayfield would have won the Heisman if he had had a chance to play. Yeah, well, I was I was saying I think he would have been the season he had. I think he would have been invited. Yeah, uh, he definitely would have been invited if he'd gotten to play that last weekend. But I mean, are you on board with this? Are you happy? Uh, well, here's the I, I, there was a quote from Bowlesby that I had pulled up, and I. I unfortunately got off of it but the um the um what he said was he came out and was like hey here's a deal this is just a um he's like this vote doesn't mean that we're going to have a championship game nor does it mean that we're going to expand it just gives us options and let, lets us know what options we i'm paraphrasing here Let's yeah. know what options we do have available to us, but we'll currently assess everything. Blah 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 blah. Um, and all right, so here it is. I appreciate that this was acted upon today. Um, however, yeah. this vote does not automatically mean the Big Twelve will implement a football championship game. Bullshit. Right. Our membership will continue to analyze its pros and cons, aka money. As we now know the requirements, should we decide to go down that path? So yeah, well, I, I and I think that it was in in reality, to be perfectly honest, I, I think it was probably a the way that this shit just works in the NCAA is I think that they went down this path to say, okay, they voted this, okay, now we know what options we have. Let's take a close look at this and determine is this really the best path? Now, will a Big Twelve championship game give you more revenue, give you more money, blah, 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 exposure. Yes. Does it mean it, you should necessarily jump to do it without expanding? No, you should probably think about it because you got to think, what's the likelihood that a three-team, one loss, we have the Baylor TCU, now you throw in an Oklahoma, God willing, you throw in a Texas one day, uh, maybe a Texas or Tech. You know what it, whatever it may be, like, how are you going to deal with that? Like, it, it, is it just a matter of who's ranked higher in the polls? Like, I, I don't know. I, I think there's a, you, you run the risk of upsetting the, disrupting the herd, if you will, and you don't really want to do that if you truly want to maintain and strengthen the Big Twelve, which we all know in seven years is probably not going to exist. Yeah, that that was my deal. Is that unless you expand, and even if you do expand, what's left out there doesn't necessarily strengthen your conference unless you add some quote unquote major TV markets. But if you add those markets, you're really devaluing, I think, the overall quality because while Houston's an up and coming program, it gives you no equity, nothing. Yeah. Uh, Boise doesn't really do a whole lot for me, though I really respect that team. I love Boise, and I also like BYU, which doesn't really do I a do lot. too, but they don't do anything uh, really for us outside of, you know, adding an extra team. And people are throwing out Memphis. So I was like, good God. Well, I'll tell you what. What the prevailing, the things that I have read and heard are that if, like, when if you the, the short list includes Memphis is on it. Mm -hmm. Cincinnati, who's been a long time, is probably the number one. If they do expand, Cincinnati's definitely going to be one of the teams. Um, 
And UConn fire fire their head coach then. And the UConn is another is another one. And part of the reasoning is West Virginia is on this fucking island out here. Yep. And it would be good to have that. I mean, I is does Memphis Memphis is that a good one? No, but you know, Cincinnati any better? I don't know. I think the Bearcats have shown in and we're talking football only because football is the only thing that makes decisions. Right. Bearcats have proven over time, I think, of the last ten years that they are a better long-term bet than Memphis is, especially yeah. now that Memphis's coach is gone. I would agree with that. And again, UConn is kind of the not I would actually I'd say UConn is a good example of what Memphis was with a good coach expanded. The great thing about UConn is it happens to be right next to ESPN headquarters and it gets you that Northeast presence. Right, right, right. Yes. right. Yeah. It helps the West Virginia situation somewhat. It kills every other team, though, is now you've got to, you know, outside of football, you have to fly your teams in every other sport out there at least once, if not multiple times a year. It's a long uh, way away. It, it would, it, I'll tell you what, it would be for basketball, it'd be fantastic. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, that'd be awesome to pull them in. I mean, you imagine having Kansas and UConn, and then you know that every handful of years, Oklahoma State, Texas, or Oklahoma, and even Iowa State, to a little bit of a lesser extent, are going to be competitive and good. Yeah. No, I mean, it, 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 the expansion thing's good. I'll be honest with you, Ryan. I think now with this vote, it's dead. I think people sure. are too greedy, and uh, they're just going to stick with what they got. So now that we're done with college, at least until the draft, uh, let's talk about some NFL. We can talk about uh, my Texans really quickly. It's called five turnovers by a backup quarterback that should have never had the starting job. And yet, because they won their division and made it to the playoffs, the damn GM is going to keep his job until next year when we're in the same effing boat. Is this Rich McKay? Uh, no, it's Rick Smith. Oh, Rick Smith. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, I mean, Bill O'Brien, I think, is a coach. He made some errors coming off, you know, pulling Hoyer like he did. But, you know, I, I'll give Rick credit of finding second-string quarterbacks to come in and win games against, you know, a very bad division. I'm not going to say that. But – you know, we talked about the last four games, you know, back in late November, and I said they had to split them to get in. They did that. The defense is great. You lose Foster. You lose your quarterback, or you don't – you lost three quarterbacks. You have to get somebody. Yeah. I mean, this is a team that you've got to trade up because now they are either – they're sitting there and they're going to take Henry or Ezekiel Elliott or somebody like that because Foster has proven he just can't hold up to it. No. But you're playing the freaking lotto in, you know, free agent quarterbacks. Yeah, I, I think it's a uh, – I think if you can orchestrate a trade, I, I think it's one of those things, though, where you can reach out to a, an RG3. And I'm not saying he's the answer, but at this point, if I'm looking at the hand that I'm dealt and I'm looking at possibilities, I'm bringing – if I've got – I don't know who my options are, but it's Hoyer who we, we know what happened. And that was a high pressure situation. And who was his backup? Oh, uh, Whedon. Whedon, Brandon Whedon. And that things are bad when people are chanting to put Whedon in. Well, yeah, right. And, and I'm thinking is like, if you can, if, 
bring in RG3 for a workout and at least talk to him. And I, I, I think it's worth it just because I, and I say that because that's low hanging fruit. He's going to be released. Like no yep. ifs, ands, or buts. He's going to be released. Oh, he's yeah. He already cleaned out his lawn. Yeah. He's so gone. anyway, I, I mean, I, I think you do. I think the Cowboys are going to absolutely do the same thing. I think a few other teams are going to do the same thing. San Francisco perhaps, but, um, but I think that uh, I, I think you have to do that. But you 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 have to find a way to get a quarterback because the rest of your San Fran's going to be drafting so early that they can address you know they can take golf if they want to. Yeah, yeah, you're you're, you're right. But I think that the um, I I think the point is is that you have to address that need, and if that means sacrificing other needs, and you absolutely do it. If they take a court a running back in the first round, uh, that's not a good move. Well, I mean, the way that we play the game, the way that Bill O'Brien, you know, that coaching tree plays the game, um, I wouldn't be surprised to do that. But then again, you got to think he's from the, you know, the Belichick tree. And so he knows the value of a good quarterback. So it's just who falls to him where. Yeah, I, I, you're Without right. Brady, there is no New England Patriot, you know, dynasty. Because you've looked at all the parts they've surrounded him with. And he's won with so many different people. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. And, and I'm not saying they're obviously they're going to get a Tom Brady, but I, you, you know, you, you got to get somebody. You can easily upgrade your quarterback by, you know, just a little bit, and you know, you're running away with that division. Uh, well, don't forget. Well, there will be a healthy Andrew Luck next year. He's not. He's young. He's not like Romo. Uh, we just finally beat him for the first time in, I think, 13 years this this year uh, with our backup, backup quarterback and their, you know, 800-year-old Hasselback. But I'll take what I can get. Anyways, I said we do short on this one because this had no drama. Uh, that certainly can't be said for the next game on, on Saturday night, Steelers-Bengals. Uh what a what a Cincinnati game! Oh, what a I mean, how like why it was funny. I was watching the end of this with Sierra, and even she was like, like going crazy, like more into it than she's been into a football game that I can remember. But she, but it was, it was like hard to watch. Oh, just it, yeah, and it's you know, it's two teams that you know they obviously hate each other, and. You know, their team, their staffs, I don't think like each other, as you were proven by Joey, you know, Porter getting onto the field. Um, but to have, you know, the hits that what's his nuts from, you know, Cincinnati put on tw- two different guys uh, and then have, of all people, Pac-Man Jones, you know, just cost yourselves 30 yards and cost yourself the game. Uh, that you just can't do that, especially not in a wild card when you've got the game put away. Well, I, I would argue too, as well as that defense had played, you know, to have that team march down the field. I mean, I know you're playing prevent cause you don't want to give up the big play, but you know, you, you, I just, I feel like you knew that what's his nuts, Roethlisberger coming into the game what had a severely injured throwing shoulder. Yeah. And I, I just, I did not understand how they kept playing, you know, playing this prevent, you know, whatever you want to call it, Tampa two or uh, cover two, whatever the, this prevent where, you know, you're, you're just letting them dink and duck. You're like 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage. I'm like, you know what? 
I will give up the deep ball because he ain't making that throw. Yeah. No, that's uh, your you, the thing is is you know we're here on you know Wednesday night and we've read a lot about it and we've heard that he went to the sideline and said it. I don't remember seeing it how bad it was. You know, hit the one deep throw he tried. But yeah, if you're giving that much cushion and you're the Bengals who's had pretty good D's the past several years. It's just, you know, it's Cincinnati, man. Uh, you know, it's just, that's why I like it when the, when the Texans match up against them. Um, I think that injury to Roethlisberger plays big into this weekend, which we'll talk to in a second, but do you have anything else on the Steelers Bengals game? No, I mean, just, it, it was, it was frustrating and disappointing. And, you know, I, I kind of was wavered between, you know, it's funny. I got to see a little bit of boomer, in the post game, and he was pissed. Uh, <laughs> and but it was, but he, I mean, he made good points. It's like, you know what, you, you can't, you know, that there's a reason that 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 Devontae, what whatever his name is, the the linebacker. I mean, he was he was rated as a very high draft pick, and he was passed on by everybody. Yeah, and he's just, but he was rated a first round talent, but he was passed on, and there's a reason. And Pac-Man Jones, I mean. We we know. I'll say this against Pac Man is he he's just as volatile as Dez, but he has been able to stay in this league a lot longer than I thought he. Would. Yeah, I I agree, and he kind of cleaned up his act there a little bit. Yeah. And, and the, the one thing I'll say about him is, you know, but Burfick is a nut. No, he he really is, and he probably shouldn't be playing in this league. But you know, for Pac Man, it's like th- this idea that. Like, a, like, you know the game. You're a veteran. You're a longtime veteran. You know this game. Like, you, you can go to the official and say, he's not supposed to be on the field. Yep. You know, you, you can do that, and you're you're a hero. You're kind of a hero to your team. But in, anyway, it was just really, really, really disappointing and frustrating, you know, it, I mean, for them. And I, I don't really care about either team, but I just – you hate to see a game like that in like that. Speaking of hating to see a game in like that, uh, I think, you know, just sums up the Seahawks-Vikings game. Because I don't know if you got a chance to watch this. Uh, did you? Um, I saw most of it. Okay, so I think it was it was 6 to nothing, and um, I think the Vikings got down close, and they had to go for a field goal because, you know, something got called back. And that's, I believe, uh, when I, I think that's when I kind of realized that you've just left the door wide open for these guys. I had no idea that, you know, it was going to be a, you know, scramble by Russell Wilson, wide open, broken down defense, heads up play. You know, it was kind of like last year against the Packers when they just made all those plays in the last, what, minute and a half to come back and beat the Packers to go on to the Super Bowl. This was kind of that game for the Seahawks. But, you know, if it wasn't for the kicker, they're not – the the Vikings are not in this game, you know. But to get that and to watch that kick, you know, I've never had to kick in a game. I can't imagine how cold it was. I can't imagine what that ball felt like. But that damn thing wasn't even close. Dude, he kicked one from like 45 yards – Yes. Game. Yes. He kicked three other field goals in that game and made them. And 
Yeah, he was three for three, and he goes in there with, what, a, a 27? So basically shorter and an extra point. And this wasn't, you know, Buffalo wide, you know, right. This was like one of my tee shots. I mean, it took a header right to, you know, 45 degrees off the tee. It was just horrible. Yeah, I, I really felt for that guy. I really did. And and it was funny because we kept watching the replays. Sierra and I were actually eating eating some running errands and stopping in a, in a bar and eating munchies. And we were watching it and, you know, the laces were in and we were kicking it. And I was like, oh, man, that sucks. Maybe that. And anyway, I heard it. I was listening to the talk show here and they were had a former uh, NFL kicker on there who kicked for years and years. And it was like, yes, having the laces in matters. But at 27 yards, it makes zero difference. Yeah, but uh, either his second or third field goal the laces had been in as well, and he drilled it. So oh, okay. Well, that was, either way, he had already made one that way. So I feel for that dude, man. I really do because you know what? That could have been his like 150th kick. And, well, I think Blair Wash is like one of the most he's money guys this entire year, if not for the past several years. And to have it go down like that, you know, for him. You know, watching 30 for 30 and watching that Buffalo one and just knowing that, uh, oh, hell, what's his name? That missed it against Norwood, the Giants. Scott Norwood. Norwood has, I mean, he still, it weighs on him to this day. Oh, shit. Yeah, man. Absolutely. And it, there's never a, you know, you can't sit there and say, don't worry, we'll be back. Because, you know, you look back at that damn year that the Falcons went. Was because Gary Anderson, who had been like money all year long, he missed the field goal, and that was with Moss and I don't know if it was Culpepper at that time. Uh, I mean, they had an amazing team, and then uh, I guess Morton Anderson missed it in two thousand four. Just it, it was, it's just terrible for the Vikings. You know, four Super Bowls, they lose them all, and then three gut wrenching playoff losses. At least this one didn't really necessarily mean that you were, you know, not going to the Super Bowl or not going to the championship or the, you know, conference championship game. But still, that doesn't make you feel any better. It's the end of the season. You're having to look those guys in the eye on your way out. Well, there there, there was a lot of guys. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, obviously that guy's earned respect and, you know, shit happens. Everybody's, you know, we're all human. But, yeah, that's tough. The... um the you know I was talking to a couple of guys today at work and talking about the Super Bowl and all right he's going to be in it and they were like oh man Seattle they're hot they're hot and I'm like they're hot they're oh. this dude you know the, the only reason they're here is because of a statistical one in like 300 chance that this guy's going to miss a 27 yard field goal yeah let's save that for coming up because yeah. there's a couple of things I want to talk about Last game, I'll say that, you know, Redskins opening with a safety on the Packers. I basically said, oh, crap. You know, a, a horrible offensive season for the Packers is going to come to a close. And then all of a sudden, every wide receiver that I picked up off the waiver wire for the Packers all of a sudden shows up and does some good. And they kill the Skins, you know, 35 to 18. You know, Skins shut out in the fourth quarter. I will say this. Good for Aaron Rodgers, you know, um, good for big old boy Eddie Lacy, and good for Kirk Cousins, you know, where he was this time last year after getting his kind of 
mini audition and failing miserably, he did a phenomenal job and earned a ton of money. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, and he's yeah he he earned himself money. You're right in job security. I mean, he he did great. I mean, I, I give him a lot of credit. He really did. I was I thought he was going to be a you know I was saying at the beginning you know last year off season NFL I was saying Houston Texans trade for this guy go find a way to get this guy because he's you know at the time there was a whole lot of question marks around him right yeah and you know you could probably got him on the cheap if or if you dangled the right price but that's neither here nor there. You know, that was a – Green Bay has been disappointing, but I would still take – you know, I, I still – Aaron Rodgers is a thousand times better than Cousins. That's not a knock on Kirk Cousins, but he – I mean, they just needed a click, and they did. And, I, you know, I, I can't help but to wonder, like, man, are they all of a sudden going to like – their? this is – that was the first real game that they had. You know, one thing I will say this, when it was 2 nothing, and then they got the ball and went down, Deshaun Jackson, I mean – that son of a bitch. It makes me so mad when like <laughs> I've seen I saw him do that on the Eagles. He did it in college and the reports that he like did it in high school where he does that shit where he's walking running across the goal line and he drops the ball before he gets over and it's like man, what are you doing just how nonchalant he is? It's like you don't understand the rules of the game. Oh yes, he does. He just doesn't care. I mean, that is just proof that he just does not. Care. Well, that's why Philadelphia was like, dude, get him out of here as fast as we can. And that's why the Redskins and their great wisdom, while they're, I think, being smart with cousins, will also give him a lot of money. They only, too. they only, you know, do you realize on that play that they got the ball on the one and had to kick a field goal? Yes. I mean, you want to talk about, a, you know, and, and obviously they lost by however many they lost by, 15 points or something. I, I don't know what. But that could, have, that could have really, with the way that the Packers. Yeah, that won. could have been a crusher. Yeah, that could have killed. I mean, that way, I, I, I really think that was because wasn't it, it was like 2 nothing, and then that made it. That would have been 9 nothing, and, you know, that's when they start hanging their heads. At, you know, it's just not our gear. Yeah. Your defense rises up and makes a stop. Boom! They, you know, they don't look back, and your host. Momentum is a real thing. Yes, it is. All right, so let's hop into the divisional round. Um, you know, and this is one thing that we didn't get to talk about since we didn't do a show. But I don't remember the last time that they stacked the conferences on Wild Card Weekend like that. You know, it's usually an AFC and an NFC game on both days. I think it was the simple fact that my Texans were playing uh, that really hurt, and they moved it and just said, what are you going to do about it? But anyways, this day, you know, we've got two games. I think I don't think either one of them is going to be really compelling here. And I am going to take – so you got the Chiefs going to New England. It's really hard for me this early in the playoffs to bet against Brady, but I just, you know. I want to pick the Chiefs. Chiefs. I like the Chiefs, man. I want to pick the Chiefs here. Uh, New England's favored by five. I would take the points in the Chiefs. It has nothing to do with the fact that I got the Chiefs at 22 to one odds to win the entire Super Bowl. But, um, you know, the, the biggest fear is, you know, Gronk. Gronk is just really, really hard to cover. And there's only so many players that you've played all season long that can even come close to comparing for, to him. But I don't fear New England's running game. Uh, 
you've got Edelman back, but how much is he really back? You've got Amendola, who's always dangerous across the middle, but only on kind of short plays where they're scraping and, you know, running illegal picks. I just, you know, the Chiefs, Alex Smith doesn't scare me either, let's be honest. But their running game, I like. I like their defense. I'll take the underdog Chiefs on the road. Yeah, this is a – they've won 11 in a row. And let's let's just think about that. That is, you know, take away the, the, the Patriots' un, undefeated season and, you know, the, the – um, you know, the Carolina Panthers, I mean, all that. I mean, but it, it doesn't happen often. And, no, it does not. And that, that's impressive. And they, I mean, granted, I will say about the Texans, they, I, and I know J.J. Uh, Watt was hurt, um, you know, injured himself in the, early in that game, and it, it was an aggravated injury from a previous game. But, I mean, they neutralized him to where he was completely and utterly irrelevant. Um, yep. And they were able to put up 30 points. They shut him out. Now, granted, uh, New England's offense is going to be far. I don't care if Edelman's playing or not. They're going to be far superior than Houston's simply because of the quarterback. But the uh, I, I think they got a real chance here, man. I, I really want to pick the Chiefs, and I think it's close. I'm with you. You know, if I'm in Vegas, I'm sitting at a sports book. I'm putting 100 on the line, the points, taking the Chiefs and the points, and I'm probably putting 100 on the money line. I, I agree with you. Uh, I think this is, this could be a fun game, which scares me that we're both agreeing because that probably means the Patriots, you know, in a landslide. I don't think they're going to stomp them. I don't think that. I, I think that the. I think it comes down to Kansas City has got to manufacture points. They cannot yes. turn the ball over. They cannot go in there and completely and utterly shit the bed in Foxborough. They have to play clean, turnover-free football, but they got to get points. They have. But, you know, if we're sitting on this and being, you know, Bill Simmons on his podcast, which I haven't listened to or anybody else, the two things they're talking about is who do you trust more to win the game, Tom Brady or Alex Smith? Yeah. Obviously, Obviously Tom, Tom Brady, but there's two who do you guys. pick most to, to win the game, Belichick or Randy, you know, Andy Reid? Belichick. I mean, but I, as a whole – I'm going to go Chiefs on this. Yeah, and you know what, Andy? Let's not forget that Andy Reid is not just like Hugh Jackson. No, he's not. But, I mean, he's also, you're talking about shit in the bed. He's got a pretty good track record of when it becomes, you know, tight, uh, he kind of loses sight of things. Yeah. And I think this is going to be a tight game. And he better have somebody being able to take over the clipboard uh, when it's under two minutes left in both halves because they'll need it. The game that, you know, again, the Packers, you know, did we see something amazing last week of the team coming together? I really don't know. Uh, they haven't been consistent all year, but I'll tell you one team who has been, and it's been the Cardinals. Oh, you know, these guys, I think Bruce Arians is, you know, I don't know if they've handed out the awards yet. If he wins this game, I think he's, you know, probably coach of the year. Uh, well, I guess Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera is coach of the year. Yeah, he's got that one wrapped up. But I just like this dude. I like what this team does. I like the fact that, I mean, they can pass the ball really well. They can run the ball efficiently. You know, they're top, they're top two in passing and top, you know, eight or top ten in rushing. Um, I just like them. I, I mean, there's – 
they just keep plugging away. Um, I like Aaron Rodgers and everybody else, but I just do think that, that maybe they got away with one last week. Uh, Arizona favored by seven here. I'll take Arizona and give give the points. Yeah, I will take favored by seven. Yep. Yeah, and and I think too. I mean, I I think that the positive thing, if you are the um, if you are the cheat are the um, Packers, like uh, obviously there's a lot of optimism. I think from that win, they played well, they played solid, they came from behind, they had a disastrous start, sort of. They came from behind and won that game and looked sharp doing it, played better than they had in a while. But I'm with you. Arizona is just really, really, really good, and they are solid. Now, the one thing I will say is I think it was the last game of the year. Um, they look like turds, but I don't know what their purpose well, was. Well, I, I, and, and I'm not talking about that so much. I think they came out uninspired because they weren't going to do any better or any worse in the seedings, yeah. but they also lost Tyron Mathau which that is huge. that's a very very big loss and and I don't and and specifically from like just a cover corner perspective um so I you know I that could hurt him a little bit but I just I think pound for pound if you will top to bottom Arizona is just far superior and in better shape and they're clicking better they have been all season long I think yeah, I take Arizona the points I'm with you on that and let's not forget that, and we didn't say this about the Patriots, uh, but Cardinals at home and coming off of a much-needed buy. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, all right, Sunday, I'm really, you know, I want to get excited about these games, and I think the NFC game will be uh, entertaining to watch, basically because of the magicians at quarterback. Uh, Russell Wilson and Cam Newton are just – amazing uh to watch and you know i wasn't a big russell russell wilson fan but what he's done uh has just been phenomenal for the what past four years essentially since he's gotten into the league yeah Yeah. cam has done the same thing and with the exception of greg olson which that may be one of the best signings ever is getting him out of you know from uh, i don't think they traded chicago i think they signed him after Chicago cut him, uh, I may be wrong there, but regardless, that's a huge pickup. Um, I think Marshawn Lynch is banged up and is not going to play. I don't remember the situation with Rawls as far as running back goes. You know that uh, Baldwin is going to catch two touchdowns here. I think this is going to be a uh, – and I actually think the Legion of Boom – and that defense has been somewhat overrated uh, this year, at least. I think the I like the Panthers here. I really do, and I like the fact that they're favored at home by two and a half. I'll uh, I'll take that. I'll give the two and a half. Yeah, I'll take. Yeah. I think it'll be a close game. It will come down to a kick. Um, I, I just don't like the Seahawks. I think they got away again. They got away with one last week. I'll take the Panthers, that 8-0 record. Um, let's see what they can do. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm with you. I think that the NFC is Carolina and Arizona and everybody else. And yep. that, that third and fourth teams are distant third and fourth teams. The um, I, This game is going to be played at 9 a.m. Seattle time. Um, and, and not that that, like, is a, a terrible – I mean, that's a cross-country trip for them. 
Yeah. No mistake about it. Charlotte to Seattle's a long way away. Uh, oh my God. I hadn't even thought about that, but yeah, that's uh that's a hell of a journey. It is. And it's not the regular season, right? So their, their, their schedule is going to be a little bit different, but nevertheless, it's still making a long journey. You know, again, you said it, I said it. The only reason Seattle's here is because of a one in a hundred missed chip shot field goal. And yep. that that's it. I mean, it doesn't take anything away from what they've done. I'm not, I'm not dogging them. They are good. They're playing well. I mean, the last six weeks of the season, Russell Wilson, like, are you kidding me? Yeah, he and Doug Baldwin were amazing. I mean, he's been unbelievable, and he is a great quarterback. Um, I, I I believe that you know back to back Super Bowls, he's great. But I just I think they're going to. I'll be interested to see how Carolina comes off of a bye. The only the 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 only pause I'll give here is Seattle is a very seasoned playoff team. You know, and you can you know it's one thing to be in the playoffs and playing every game at home, but whatever, you're still playing playoff football. And we know that's different than, you know, week seven football. And so the, um, you know, the, the fact that Seattle had that game, had to go in there, came through in that game, probably took a lot away from it, got some, you know, positive energy and momentum going, you know, how's Carolina going to react to the bye? That's the only question. But if this were just a continuation from the end of the season, I'm taking Carolina all day long, all day long. I, um, I, I think they're a better team, and I think they're going to win the game. I think. Just and, I, and I want to say that some of the, you know, they've had some games that they won pretty closely. One of them was yeah. Seattle, twenty six twenty three. They they beat Seattle like early in the season, twenty six twenty three. Yep. And then they uh, beat your Giants thirty eight thirty five. Yeah. Forty one thirty eight. So, I mean, you know, those aren't necessarily great games, but it shows that they can win in the clutch. Right. Colts, 29 to 26. So, you know, these are some of those games where I believe that even if Seattle gets up, uh, the Panthers know that they can come back. Well, and, and, and Panthers have a really good defense as well. Let's not forget yes. that. And, again, it's when you've got a guy – like Olsen, who can really screw up your defense in the middle of the field, which opens up, you know, the ability for, for Cam to scramble behind him, you know, because you've got everybody in the secondary covering their men, and then somehow you got to get a linebacker out or a linebacker in safety on Olsen, well, then you're leaving something open for Cam to explore. That's absolutely right. Uh, and then we get to the last game, which honestly – this is one that if everybody was healthy, I'd be thrilled about because I love the Broncos defense. I like, you know, the Steelers offense, but with Ben banged up and with Peyton banged up, you know, I don't even know what the running back situation is for the Steelers because I swear, didn't they lose D'Angelo too? I think they lost him last week. Yeah, I, I think they did as well. I think you're right. Um, they are, he's questionable at best. I think the, uh, you know, uh, Roethlisberger, it sounds like Antonio Brown is like very doubtful. Yeah. Um, and Ben Roethlisberger, if he plays, I, I, I have to believe will not be a hundred percent. And he'll be like, you know, shot up, but I, um, I would. I, I'm with you. This is my on paper. If everybody's healthy, this is my favorite game uh, because I think the Steelers are a team that I could. The Steelers are the one team, kind of wild card team, that I think could very easily make it to the Super Bowl. Um, 
if they have all their pieces together. And I think they're going to give Denver a run for their money. Um, I think Tomlin's a really good coach. Um, I think Kubiak's a pretty good coach. Um, but I, 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 I don't know. I, even the way that this is playing out, I could see it. If Landry Jones is quarterback and that Denver defense is going to absolutely annihilate him. Um, yeah. The one coached by Wade. Yeah, I, I think the uh, – because that Denver defense is, is so impressive. Um, they have two lockdown corners. You know, Von Miller is just a, a menace in the middle of the field. If Roethlisberger isn't able to come out and at least manage the game, then they're in real trouble because there's no way in hell Pittsburgh's winning this game with Landry Jones. Well, on the flip side of this is you're, you're going to have Peyton making his last ride. Yeah. And I really do think this is I, – I think this is his last game because Denver's favored by seven. Uh, I think the Steelers will do it. And the only reason I'm saying that is because I don't think Peyton can move. And, you know, he he's missing um, – you know, what's his name that went down to Jacksonville? Uh, Thomas. Um, yeah. And, you know, Sanders is still great. Uh, the running backs, their line, you know, has solidified somewhat. I just, I think he's a statue back there. Well, he is. He's already said that he can't feel his hands. He is now in the same boat with Roethlisberger. He can't throw deep. Um, and when he does, he lets it float. I, you know, he has proven that he, is, he can cut you up. I just think if I'm the Steelers, I try to sell out. And I try to knock him out of the game. Well, plain and simple. But I, and, and here's, well, I don't disagree with that. If it's a, I mean, what we saw Peyton come in, I mean, we only saw him play a half. But I think the, um, if it comes down to Brock Osweiler versus Landry Jones, I, I'm still taking Denver in that game. Uh, I, I, I don't think Pittsburgh cannot win this game if Ben Roethlisberger is on the bench. Absolutely cannot happen. I, I don't believe, especially if Antonio Brown, if Antonio Brown and Roethlisberger are out, this game will be over yeah. before it starts. I think. No, you may. Yeah. Well, let's just and D'Angelo Williams because you know, I'm trying to think of you know. I know. Um, God, who was their other running back? Um, Carlos Hyde. No, that's uh, San Francisco. Um, Bell. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if he's no. I think he's. I think Le'Veon Bell is uh, in. Uh, in um, who's the other guy? Uh, Garrett. The Garrett Blunt. Well, yeah, they got popped, and so Blunt's over in New England. Oh, uh, but yeah, he he got popped uh, a long time ago. So Bell's out. You know, this is as we're talking more and more about it. It's looking more and more like a. Uh, Denver win. Um, I don't care if Le'Veon Bell is playing and 100% healthy. If it's Landry Jones and some wide receiver not named Antonio Brown, <laughs> I mean, there's zero chance because if Landry Jones is back there and I'm Wade Phillips, I'm like, licking your chops. You're going to beat me with your arm. If you're going to beat me, you're going to do it with your arm. And, I'll, and I like my chances. Well, what I will say is okay, you're right. If it's Landry Jones, it's different. With Roethlisberger, they are still going to have to beat you with his arm. And, I mean, that's how this offense has been running the past two seasons is through Roethlisberger's hands. Yeah. Um, I think they, you know, I, I like, I'll say this much. I like both road AFC teams. 
Uh, I like both NFC home teams and, uh, you know, I like, you know, both the road teams are dogs. So I could be very wrong. Wouldn't be the first time nor the last. But again, uh, this is that primetime game that's kind of like, you're right, would have been primetime for everybody's healthy, but it's not. So Yeah, and, and I think you're right. And I, I think, the, yeah, that's it, exactly right. It's like, I just have to wait and see because I just don't know who's playing and it's hard to make a Now, if, if this were everybody was healthy in this game, and I don't care if that includes Peyton or not, if everybody's healthy, including Peyton Manning in this game, I'm with you. I think I'm taking Pittsburgh. Yeah, uh, I, I I really do because I think that they're they're the hottest team right now. They're the team that nobody wants to play, and you know, hottest doesn't mean flashiest. It just means they're they're going to win that. Now, you could say a similar thing about about them as you, as we said about uh, Seattle in that you know are they. I mean, it, it's not exactly the same thing because you can say without those penalties, they still might have marched down the field in a couple of plays and got, you know, got into field goal range. But I mean, they got 30 yards worth it. I mean, they're, they're very lucky to still be here. Um, But I I don't know. Like I have any affinity for Pittsburgh as a city uh, or the Steelers as a team. I just, you know, I just don't think I'd rather have all you know Brock starting if I was a Broncos fan. To be honest with you, I probably would. Because it's gonna be very slow to pull the trigger on Peyton, and Peyton may he may turn it over because if you watched him when he came in, uh, you know, two weeks ago, he really didn't do that much. No. I mean, Nance and Sims were just going bonkers, and it's like, wow, he checked down to a guy, fantastic, or he handed off. Great. You know, they're trying to make it sound like it's, you know, the guy in the Western that, uh, you know, came back from the dead and, you know, kind of uh, Clint Eastwood almost. It just, he was not, this Peyton is not the Peyton of two years ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. Um, You know, he's mediocre at best, to be honest with you. His mind is sharper than anything. His body's just not there. So, Curious to see how it goes, but, you know, then we get conference championships and then a fantastic Super Bowl in uh, Arizona, I guess. I hope it's fantastic. But I think that's it for tonight, unless you got anything else to add. I don't think I do. That's a uh, that's a, a pretty good slew of games coming up. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, and we'll talk to you again next week, maybe. Peace out. Post-game show is brought to you by... Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.